0: I've never seen that in my life. Do it again. Do it again. Ho, 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 ho. Santa Claus is here. Huddle up. You got to build the foundation, man. That's what we're doing here.
1: Happy Thanksgiving, Raider Nation. The Thanksgiving episode of the Behind the iPod podcast with your two favorite podcasters, my humble self, Mike, along with my partner and crying Tyler, bringing yes, you sir? more deliciousness than you can handle. Tyler, my man, how are you doing? How's Thanksgiving treating you? More importantly, though, how's the Oakland Raider treat season treating you?
2: It's like I uh, I don't know, a roller coaster of emotions. You're happy and excited and on top of the world, and then the next week you're down in the dumps. Never going to win another game ever again. <laughs> right. And it's just like, man, this ride has got to end. I want some consistency. But no, Thanksgiving was good. We had some turkey. We had some mashed potatoes, your homemade rolls, stuffing. Oh, yes. um, I actually, believe it or not, made the turkey for Thanksgiving. Did well the old uh, smoked turkey in the. I don't have a trigger. Uh, I'm a poor guy, so I just use, like, the (laughs) Camp Chef smoke vault that my father-in-law has. But you know what? You inject it with some Cajun seasoning. You put some Traeger rub on it. You stuff it full of onions and apples and oranges and onion. And I'm not going to tell you my secret uh, ingredient. Uh, But, uh, yeah, turned out pretty well. Nobody got sick. So that's <laughs> that's, that's the good. best thing. That's always a good thing. You always hope that nobody turns out sick after you cook. So, yeah, pretty good uh, Thanksgiving Day, other than the fact that the Bears won, ah. uh, the Bills won, and then yeah. I guess the NFC South doesn't really matter. But, um, yeah. yeah, the two teams that we kind of needed to, uh, I, I guess I'd like for the Bears to lose more, and, uh, I'd like for the, uh, bills to lose, but you know, it's always good to see the Cowboys lose yeah. as well and, yeah. and go sullen and sulking away as well. So, yep. I, I mean, it was okay. It was a bittersweet, I guess.
1: Right. Right. You know, I'm right there with you because like, I've got a lot of friends that I'm always, you know, on social media, you know, we them boys, you know, every Sunday after a win and, Giving me a hard time about that Cooper trade. Oh, thanks for Cooper. Thanks for Cooper.
2: You're welcome. Yeah. For the past like three games, they know our agony, don't they? He just (laughs) disappears. No catches last week and a a couple this week, but yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, uh, The thing is, is like I said, part of me feels bad for the Bills, and I'm kind of happy that like finally, after so many years of being like so close and mediocre, and then you know starting the season off four and zero then losing six games in a row and, you know, going total bills, that they're actually putting together a solid season. And, like, I, I, I you know, part of me deep down inside feels good for them. And, obviously, I'm safe from hearing we dim boys for another week. So, um yeah, I mean, there's, there's a silver lining there. um But, yeah, so, I, and I totally agree. We were actually just talking off air about the Chicago Bears' remaining schedule um, rattle that off for us really quickly, and then we'll we'll start off the show right. But I, I want to get into that really quickly. What, what are their last remaining games here?
2: So starting December 5th, that's a Thursday night game uh, in Chicago. They play the Cowboys, and then the next week they go to Lambeau and play the Packers. Then they're at home against the Chiefs, and their last game is December 29th um against the Vikings so yeah. they've got the Cowboys Packers Chiefs Vikings
1: honestly with the way Trubisky's playing and how like ho-hum that offense is I mean that defense barely kept a third string quarterback to 20 points on Thanksgiving Day so I, I don't know about you Tyler but I'm I'm looking at six and ten for the Chicago Bears I and I think very realistically we have a top 10 pick from that pick, and that's just the gift that keeps on giving from that MAC trade.
2: Yeah, um, so and we anyway. were talking off air last year, we were four and 12, that got us the fourth overall pick. So we're thinking, you know, it's either going to be in the top 10 or it's high teen, like uh, 12 or 13, yeah, somewhere yeah. in there, which isn't I, terrible.
1: No, no, I'll take it, especially if Oakland can continue to win. I'm hoping they don't pick till later in the draft. Uh, uh, during that first round. But before we get into all that, Raider Nation, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. I guess it's evening now when we're recording it. Hope you guys have had a fantastic Thanksgiving. Hope you guys had a good time with family. Sorry, we've been gone for a couple weeks, Tyler. And really, it's been for, I think for both of us, busy schedules and just the holidays, man. And, and yep. with families coming into town and everything... I mean, that just comes first all the time. You know what I'm saying? So as much as I love to podcast, and I love getting out here and, and, and chopping it up with you and with Raider Nation. uh, You know, I got to, you know, a week, 10 days out of the year, you got to set some time aside and, and for the family that you maybe don't see that often. So cut us some slack, Raider Nation. But we're back. We're in full force between now and Christmas, man. It's pretty crazy because when was the last time, and I know it was 2016, but it feels like a lot longer that we are heading into December and the Oakland Raiders are playing meaningful football games. Is that incredible or what? Like I'm not just very incredible,
2: like what, like surreal, incredible. Right.
1: And I was thinking about that the other day as I was counting my blessings at Thanksgiving. I thought, you know what? We could very easily going into the season. A lot of people had us pegged for about four to five wins and we could very easily be sitting here going well, you know. we've got another two first round picks. Hopefully we hit those or boy, I hope these rookies develop better than they have right now. We have had just a cornucopia of talent from this past well draft.
2: Well done.
1: And and it, I am for one am excited because I feel like we are going above and beyond expectations. At the start of the year I said I think this team needs to go 7 and 9 in order to keep the status quo. And I'm talking about keep car on board and continue to go forward with how things are, you know, you know, cause there's all this, you know, when you're losing everything, you know, you're like, Get rid of the coaches. Get rid of, you know, Mark Davis. Get rid of everybody. Um, uh, but I thought seven and nine would be enough improvement for me to go. Yeah, let's keep everything going here and we're rocking and rolling. Well, we're one game from my threshold. My guess is we'll at least get a couple games. Couple there are a couple more Ws in here for us before the season's out. If I had a guess, Tyler, looking at the rest of our schedule, and so I, I'm pretty thankful. I'm pretty excited and. Heading into Vegas, there should be a lot of buzz and a lot of excitement around this team. So I'm very thankful for that, that, that the Oakland Raiders are the their final season as Oakland. Um, They're putting together a pretty strong campaign. Um, We won't talk about last week, minus last week's game in New Ugh. York. I, I'm glad I, I was,
2: I'll just say I'm glad that I was traveling from Idaho to uh, Back to New Mexico, and was in the car and could not see that uh, debacle. I watched like the first drive on my phone, and Mm -hmm. then I was like, "Oh dear, this is this is not this is no bueno." Luckily, a couple days before that, or I guess the day before that, Birch and I had a pretty good uh, fishing ice fishing trip, and so that kind of that kind of made up uh, for the lack of goodness to come out of that Jets game that yeah. was brutal if I may if I may say so there were I... there were words said that I didn't know existed <laughs> and uh so there was it, to quote uh, the great well, well one of my favorite Christmas movies since we're kind of moving on now into that is um you know the Christmas story the one where you shoot your eye out have you seen that one
1: uh, no, I have not. Oh
2: my gosh, Micah, another one I'm sorry. Uh, that I must, I must send you. But anyway, he, he, he says that his father could weave a tapestry of profanities that was still hanging in the air over the city in which they lived, and I, I felt like that's what <laughs> happened on Sunday. Uh, not with me necessarily, but Raider Nation in general. There was a weaving of a tapestry of profanities which yes. <laughs> still yes. hangs. Over the United States of America, perhaps the world, um, and so anyway, that's that's uh, all I guess I'll say about the Jets. Yeah, we yeah. lost, we lost thirty-four to three, Micah. Uh, there's not there's not much of a silver lining uh, uh, no. coming out of that, other than the fact that Mike Glennon fumbled two snaps, and we may see Deshaun Kaiser. I don't know. <laughs>
1: You know, the only silver lining, I was glad to see Mad Max Crosby get back there, get himself another sack. Should have had two, except an absolutely insane, hideous roughing the passer oh, call. Um, I so, saw I mean, that he, highlight. That was yeah. on
2: Hurst that they called that. Yeah, which they is got it on Hurst. Ridiculous. But
1: that, 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 I mean, Max, technically, right now, should be leading all rookies with sacks at eight and a half because I believe Bosa has eight right now. Ah, uh, so that's pretty impressive—a fourth-round pick putting up seven and a half sacks, thirty-two tackles on the solo tackles on the season, and three forced fumbles for a fourth-round pick. Definitely got a diamond in the rough there. Again, one of my players that I am thankful for this yes. Thanksgiving season. But um,
2: a bad so a bad lining, a black uh-oh. lining, was my boy Hunter Renfro.
1: Oh, yes, breaking his
2: dang rib, puncturing a lung, and then going out and still playing. Like I that t- is what the a definition bad a, of a, man. yeah, that is a Gruden grinder. If I've ever seen one, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, he's out this week against the, oh my goodness, the chiefs. I'm sorry. Right. I should have known that like lickety split, but alas, I did not. So please well, forgive me. I
1: hopefully I failed that he gets well soon. Tyler, you're the physician on the podcast. What what are you looking at for something like that? A few weeks. For a, well, pump, when for a you, cracked rib and a punctured lung? When you guys told
2: me that he punctured a lung, I didn't know that he'd been injured. And I was like, he had to have broken a rib too. So um, I would say it, you know, at least your I mean, ribs are, are bad because it you can't hardly breathe. I don't know if you've ever injured a rib or not. I but haven't, no. I've like sprained one and for like three, Four or five days, it was like, that's how I was breathing because it yeah. it did not feel good. So, I mean, breaking a rib, they're slow to heal, um, not, I mean, a bone takes like, if you want a good solid bone, it's about six to eight weeks. Okay. Um, these guys are probably healing up from fractures in like six because yeah. they get so much therapy and things like that, but... Uh, I've heard that he's not out for the season. They're not going to rule him out for the season, but I would say it would be tough to get back to play. And like, maybe, maybe he's there for the season finale Yeah. Uh, yeah. in Denver, maybe against the chargers, but I, I just don't see them putting him out there. Yeah.
1: It, maybe you're hoping that, you know, if there's, if there, if there's post-season play, Five weeks from now, maybe you know you're hoping that he's out there for something like that. But I, I was thinking the same thing. The season's too short at this point. I don't see. I don't see how he's I mean, a puncture. And we've got like, a cracked rib. I mean, it's yeah, not we've a quarterback, back. Like you know, five games left. We've got hits.
2: the Chiefs. We've got the Titans, Jags, Chargers, and and That's Broncos. True. So maybe so six we've got, weeks, Yeah. So we've got about five. Well, plus this week where he's healing. So. I don't know. It, it may be close. He may be yeah. backed by the Chargers game. They make those, like, Kevlar jackets, too, that they can put, you can wear under your pads. Right, Um right. And kind of protect those ribs. And so, but yeah.
1: Well, and it's uh, not, it isn't like sorry, a quarterback. Hunter. You know, a quarterback, he might take three or four hits a game. Right. As a wide receiver, man, like, you're going to get You get, get hit jarred. every play, yeah. Right, right. So it's not like, oh, a quarterback might be out for, like, 10 days put on a jacket and he's ready to rock and roll and just like, hope he doesn't get lit up. But a receiver, man, you're going to have to take some time. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe after about a month, if Oakland's not in, you know, heaven forbid, we're not in, in playoff contention. If they just say, you know, it's not worth it to put him out there right now. Let's just let him heal up, give him the off season. And then, you know, he'll be ready to rock and roll a second season with the rest of the Guys, you know, come next September, but hopefully right. that's not the case. But hopefully, he gets healed up, sending lots of thoughts and prayers because apparently that's what you're supposed to do thoughts and prayers. Um, his way to Hunter Renfro, but in all seriousness, hopefully, he does get uh healed up because he was starting to really contribute. And it was uh, um, I think he had one drop in that game, and it was like, whoa, he dropped a ball that's crazy. <laughs> it's was like on the first yes. or second series. Um, but he's, he's going to be a key cog piece in the cog of the Raiders. Um, I don't think I said that. I think it's a key cog in the wheel. That's, that's the saying. He's going to be a key cog in the wheel. I, I got to get this right. Key cog in the wheel for Oakland. I guess it'll be Vegas uh, going down the line. And we got a steal in that guy. I'm really excited about that. But
2: we got a couple steals in this draft. I mean, if we're being downright honest, Crosby in the fourth, which kind of, I don't know, in a way, it kind of takes like the sting of Furl not doing so hot. Right. Right. Uh, And then you got Renfro in the fifth, which is great. You got uh, Foster Moreau as well don't forget about old foster Moreau, mr catching touchdowns and uh making big plays blocking really well and then i mean you've got the obvious josh jacobs who is one of the top five running backs in the nfl in rushing as a rookie the prom the future is promising there so if we can just develop these guys you know colton miller's kind of he's looked better this year the offensive line should continue to gel. Yeah. They should be together for the next few years anyways and because be we locked guess. up we locked up Hudson for a while we we signed Jackson to an extension not too long ago. Really the only piece that isn't like permanent there is uh, incognito depending on if he you know if he comes back next year, which right. I'd love to have him back um, and yeah. keep that line healthy. And together for more than, you know, three games out of the season, that would be nice. But
1: Right. It was tough because I see Trent Brown on the injury list is questionable again this week. I feel like that's been kind of his uh, status all season, and that's been tough. But I, it's got to be hard to keep, what, a 6'8", 370-pound man healthy or whatever the yeah. size is. That's That's got to be tough. But um, for all that to say... um, I do feel bad. We had some good friends from the Salt City Silver and Black uh, Syracuse chapter at that game, and they were just like, "Man, you know, dr- heading all the way down there. It looked like they had fun uh, uh, in New York, but the game unfortunately was rough to watch and witness. Uh, so I felt really bad for them because you make the yeah. trip down there. You know how often do the Raiders head up that way? And then, uh, and then lay an egg like that. Not it lay seems an egg, like
2: man. it seems like we always lay an egg um, in the eastern time zone, which oh, yeah. brings up an important or a, a question that we put out on Twitter this week. It got like forty six votes on it. Um, whether or not the Raiders should consider going to Kansas City in preparation for games instead of staying in California, until i don't know when do they go like on fridays saturdays they I think fly they over there on saturdays yeah yeah and then and then they get there and i guess like a one hour time zone it's and it's in the afternoon isn't right. so much of a change but makes me wonder if maybe in the future the raiders ought to think about going to the eastern seaboard like a couple days earlier like maybe leave yeah. on a a Thursday practice there on Friday do their walkthrough on Saturday and and be ready for the game I don't, I don't yeah. know that's that's a question that we po that we posted uh, I believe it was like 82 percent were like yes why don't we do these this type right. of preparation like we did for London now London's extreme because you're like eight hours difference or 10 hours difference or something I think it's like
1: a that six hour time difference if I'm not mistaken
2: okay so six hour time difference, but I mean still the point's the same. Right. Whether it's Kansas City in the winter getting cold prepped for cold or whether it's, right. you know, just getting ready to play on the eastern seaboard, we just are terrible. Like there's right. no there's no two ways around it. We suck. When yeah. it comes to playing on the eastern seaboard, it is garbage. It right. is lowly and pathetic. And we saw that in full force last Sunday.
1: Right. And there wasn't I mean I was like There is no silver lining to this game besides the fact that it's over. There's nothing that you can point to and be like, well, at least the offense played well. Or, well, you know, the defense played better than normal. You know, it was like all around, like, the whole thing just stunk. It was bad. And so that's all I'm going to say about that thing. I'm glad it's over. Glad we can move on. Um, Put that one behind us. But, and, you know, you go to go back to your, you know, traveling and that because, that's what kind of, we got brought up in our group chat with Birch, Tyler, and I um, off air. And it was the thing that we were talking about. And I, I kind of posed the question to you guys. I was like, you know, here we are. We're in Oakland, California. We just, you know, all these stats after this Jets game about how cars, you know, 0-4 and, and 40 degrees weather below. Oh, I have
2: these. I have these right now. Would well, you like well, me to hit read us them? us
1: with those and then I'll continue with my point.
2: Let me see. All right. So here, Carr is one in eight in games where the temperature is 45 degrees or below. In those colder games, he completes 55% of his passes with a 5.2 yard per attempt average and a 0.8 TD in to interception ratio, which for the layman, because that's me, Seven touchdowns to nine interceptions while passing for 181 yards a game and registering a total QBR of 18. Not 118, just 18. Carr is 0-4 in games where the temperature is 40 degrees or below per ESPN stats. And this is from Paul Gutierrez, by the way. And information research including 0-2 in such games at Arrowhead completing 51% of his passes for 152 yards a game with three TDs, four picks, and a total QBR of nine.
1: Ouch. Ouch. You know, the stats don't lie. And here's my thing. I mean, okay, they kind of lie, because you can argue that, well, in the past, we haven't had as good an offensive line, or we haven't had as good a run game as we have now, blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Here's my thing is, and this is how this all got brought up. If I were the Oakland Raiders especially now we're 6 and 5. They're we're right in the hot like we're like a half a game behind the Steelers. I think is what it is right now as it currently stands as we're sitting here talking. Uh out of that that um uh the 6 the, the sixth spot out of the, out of the final wild card spot. We're half a game behind. So if the Steelers lose we win, we're in because we have the win over the Colts. Um uh we're playing like we said before. We're playing meaningful games now. Why with We have a great record that car and company do not play well in cold weather. We just saw that in New York. Why then would we not travel, say, to Kansas City on Monday, Tuesday, even Wednesday, and practice two or three days in the cold, in the snow, in the wind, in the sleet, whatever conditions they are, to prepare for Sunday because... Last time I saw it, it's going to be like 38 degrees and windy in Kansas City on Sunday. Why, and the last time I saw it, there, was, there were weather issues at the Oakland facility. So they moved the practice off-site into And I thought, no, no, we need to be acclimating much like we did in London. If we can travel all the way to London a week early, can we not surely find a a high school field in Kansas City to practice on for three or four days? Hey, Colin Kaepernick did it. Exactly. To get guys used to catching the ball in the cold because the ball feels totally different when it's freezing temperatures out there. It's a lot harder and it's a lot more stiff. And so... And, and car, get used to gripping the ball in those kinds of conditions, throwing it. Um, so my thought is, why not be out there getting used to that kind of play? Getting used to how the ball feels. Getting used to running in those cold temperatures. Breathing in those cold temperatures. Because that's another thing. Getting your breath when it's 32 degrees outside is way different than when you're practicing and getting your breath in 70 degrees in California, whatever it is over there. No, it's not as cold as Kansas City. So why not give ourselves, especially, we are are right in the mix for a playoff spot, man. Five games to go. I think you need to, if you can win four out of those five games, I'm pretty confident saying that Oakland's going to get that sixth spot. Because I don't think you're catching the Bills at this point unless the Bills do a Bills and all of a sudden they drop like their last five years. Man,
2: they sure don't look like they are, though, Boy, do they?
1: Yeah, solid on each side of the ball. But that's how this got brought up. I, 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 To me, Tyler, it seems like it'd be worth it. It'd be worth the time. I don't think money's an issue. um, And the extra effort to do something like that. Now, if you've got a, a good reason why why not to, I'd love to hear it. But I'm just thinking, usually this time of year. Like if it's against the
2: rules or something, I don't know.
1: Right, maybe. But uh, my thought is, is that, look, we're, um, uh, for the first time in what feels like forever, we're actually playing meaningful games in December. Why not give our young team every opportunity, every chance um, to go in and beat a Chiefs team that after last week, Tyler, we have no business going into Kansas City and winning. We have no business going in there. Nope, winning. we don't. We have so,
2: absolutely no business. Which and, it, I, and I hate. If not, I may digress for just a second, I go can't remember it. in if it was 2016 when we had our good year, or if it. I think it that was 2016 it, when we had our good year. That's what I mean. I know it was 2016. I'm trying to remember. There was a stretch where we played two games on the East Coast. Back to back, like we played like the Jets and then we played Miami or we played like Washington. Maybe it was. Well, anyway, my point is Del Rio kept us on the East Coast. Right. We didn't come back to the West Coast. And I think that was like we got back to back wins on the East Coast. And I think it broke that nasty slump. I don't remember the exact record, but it was a lot of losses. It was a Um, bad record. It was a terrible record and it hasn't gotten much better if we're no. going to be totally honest. So like instead of doing the same thing over and over like isn't that the like the definition of stupidity is doing the same thing over insanity. and over and ex- the insanity. Of insanity and then expecting different results. Like right. do something different to try and get different results. Green like did London. that. Like exactly. Exactly. So I I can't remember What year, if it was 2017 or 2016, when Del Rio kept us on, uh, kept the Raiders on the East Coast for that swing of, of a couple games. But that worked. And I, as in that group, in our group chat, we were just like, man, why don't we, like, go to Kansas City and get used to the cold weather? Or why don't we go to... New York and practice there or something. I'm sure they can find a field. I would be interested to know if it's like against the rules or just it's, it's become like a tradition that you just go Saturday and expect to play Sunday two hours earlier when you're not rested because the Raiders looked flatter than a pancake on, on Sunday, like no energy, no life. It was just sad.
1: Yeah. Raiders look like the bears did when the bears showed up to London, except, Well, except, uh, imagine if the Bears had played the first half all four quarters that way. Like that's that's how you know we talked about that. Oakland could have blown the doors off the Bears, except for Oakland did Oakland things so and we let the team back in. Still got the win, but uh. uh so anyway, and, and I want to make this clear. It pains me as a Raider fan to say that. Like I I, I want to believe that we have every opportunity to beat the Chiefs because uh, Chiefs are seven and four. Chiefs have lost to the. We beat the Colts. The Colts yep. promptly turn around and go beat the Chiefs. I believe in, in Kansas era, City. In Kansas City, the, the the Mahomes returns the triumphant return of Mahomes, and they lose to the Titans. The Ryan Tannehill led Titans. The Chiefs are not this. The Chiefs aren't the Ravens right now. I I would be scared to death to play the Ravens right now if I'm. Oh anybody. yeah. uh Even even the Patriots look like they're kind of on a slump right now. They can't figure out what they're doing on offense. But like uh, we the Chiefs are 7 and 4, Oakland 6 and 5. This is going to be a big game on Sunday. But after getting the doors blown off 34 to 3 to the was it 3 and 7 Jets, you're like uh and now you're going to go into Kansas City, the frozen Arrowhead tundra and be like, "Yeah, th- this is fine. Everything's fine. We I'm fine." Like, you, you can't be that way. But I will have a surprising pick later in the show because I will give you my reasons for how I'm going to pick this game. Tyler, you've got yours. There should be some exciting stuff. Excited to get into that. We would be remiss, and I know we're like half an hour into the show already, but if you want to be part of the show because we will get back on a regular schedule... Give us a call 208-557-9771. Get on the show. You won't actually be like live on the show. Leave us a voicemail with your thoughts, with your with, get, lay your burdens down upon the behind the eye patch podcast doorstep. We will pick them up and we will carry them and we will have uh, and we will help you through troubling times, through happy times, through glad times. And I know we have a couple of calls to get through today, so we'll definitely get to those. But we'd love for you to be a part of the podcast. We love when people call in. We get several calls every week. We really enjoy interacting with Raider Nation. That's why we started this whole thing. So get a hold of us. Get at us. Your calls are confidential and private until we play them back on the show. And then they're here for the, hun- for the millions. Uh, Men millions. Well done, Tyler. Um, Thank so- you. Uh Yeah, so we'd love to hear from you guys, all that to say. Tyler, I'm done with the de- Jets game. Let's look at this Kansas City Chiefs game. Uh, b- before we do that, do you want to get to a couple calls? And then, then we'll dive in to this Frozen Tundra game.
2: Yeah, we've got uh, a couple calls. We've got one from our, our longtime resident caller, James Burton. Awesome. And we've got... Uh, it's been a couple days. Give me just one second. Um,
1: this is where our sponsorship would yes, normally. Yes, this pop is where
2: up. our our sponsorship should. But uh, I'm but not. I'm this not week we
1: don't have a sponsor. Um, actually, we don't ever have sponsors on the podcast. No.
2: and we've the, got we've got. Uh, I think Raider. No, the Monster Mash. It was Monster oh, Mash. Ken? Ken gave us a call as well oh, after that game. Is so going to drop
1: fire or I just give me a little heads up here before I our ears gonna burn no our ears
2: no no we uh he just want he he did make fun of me there was a a video that went viral of me on on Facebook uh over the uh Thanksgiving holiday and uh he throws some shade at me so oh boy Mr. Ken I'm singing with my daughter man come on you can't oh, throw geez. shade at that.
1: Is he making fun of you being a dad? You took Absolutely. time to be a dad today. You know? I know. And now I'm
2: gonna have to get him back somehow. I don't know how, but one what day. A low
1: blow. What a low it was blow. a low blow. To think we had him on this show too. Jeez. A
2: couple times.
1: Yeah, I know, right? Well, fool me once, shame on you. Yeah. Fool me twice, strike three. Strike so. three.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank hey, you, Michael right. Scott.
1: Let's get Just right kidding, to Ken.
2: It. it was it was all in good fun, all in good fun. So yeah, we've got uh, Mr. Burton, we've got Mr. Ken uh, from the East Coast Nation podcast, and then Mr. John Russo, who has also become a resident caller. And uh, probably like one more time, he calls in. We probably need to send him a BTE shirt for uh, Ooh, like for it. for calling in. I know that. Uh, I know that I know Raider Roo is pretty close to getting one of those BTE shirts as well, so um, anyway, we'll get to those calls and we'll be right back.
0: Tyler and Micah. This is James Burton. The Burton. Don't know if y'all will be dropping a podcast this week or maybe you'll do a double header like you did a couple of weeks ago for the last two weeks because I haven't seen your stuff in a couple of weeks. But this is obviously a Monday after a loss, a blue Monday after getting pummeled by the JETS Jets, Jets, Jets. And I won't say much, simply this. As I said last week, we need to pump the brakes on the playoff talk, and and now I think that's more evident. We're still very weak in a lot of areas, and we still have a ways to go. When we get exposed like that on the field, and when we look that bad, we still have a ways to go. We still have uh, some hope, though. We've got some good young players, some productive rookies. We've got more draft picks coming up. And and Gruden is building a good product, I believe, but we're still a ways off. So maybe we can come out with a winning season. Maybe we can go nine and seven. Um, My prediction is eight and eight, but maybe we can go nine and seven. At least we can say we didn't have another losing season, and that would be a small victory in itself. All right, Tyler and Micah,
3: go Raiders. Hey, Micah, Tyler, sometimes Birch. This is Monster Mask Ten calling from the East Coast Nation podcast. Just wanted to congratulate you on a just a great show overall. I love listening to you guys. Obviously we love having you on the show. We've got to get together again soon. Anyway, I just wanted to say, you know, it's great to be a Raider fan right now. Uh, you know, three in a row. Maybe we can make it four this weekend. I hope you I wish you guys come out to New York and watch this game with us, but you'll be here in spirit. Uh as for Tyler, you know, this is a whole new world and I'm so happy to be in it. Take care guys, Raider Nation. Tyler and Birch, this is John. How's it going? Uh I just wanted to call and give my thoughts about the game. game kind of sucked. Obviously, we lost 34-3. And I felt like Derek Carr was playing so well and so focused and ready for this matchup to be a different Derek Carr, different than a cold-weather Derek Carr. And although we got beat on all three phases, it appeared that he and Max Crosby showed up ready to make some damn plays. And, and nobody else seemed to quite match that intensity. At least focus as far as drops on the first couple drives. We could add 14 points, three, three huge drops and that penalty that took it from a field goal attempt by New York to the touchdown in the first half as well. A lot of th- those three things, the drops, the penalty, in my opinion, could have swung it the other way potentially, but we'll never know. If ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we all have a Merry Christmas. All we know is we're uh, six and five now and now we got to go try and beat the uh, Chiefs in Kansas City in December. At least it got flexed to a one o'clock game. Three hours later than the 10 a.m. Pacific time game. So hopefully, uh, hopefully the Raiders can uh, use this as a wake up call and come out firing on all cylinders. I, I hated seeing the O line not winning one on ones again and Derek getting hit. That pissed me off as well. Forgive my language. Have a great day, guys.
1: As always, guys, thank you so much for the calls. We really appreciate it. And, yeah, I don't don't know. I don't know if there's any more that needs to be said. It seems like
2: there's an overarching theme there, doesn't it? (laughs) Yes. Sunday was a terrible game. We still have a ways to go. And uh, perhaps we try doing things differently. So that's uh, onward onward to Kansas City. Yes. (laughs) That's what I say.
1: The great thing is, is there yeah, there are five weeks left. And so there's still a lot of there are there are still a lot of games to be played. And even a loss to Casey doesn't necessarily doom the season because you've got Titans, you got Jags, you got Denver, you got Chargers four very, very winnable games. Of course, we said that with the Jets, but um, the Jets, I, I will
2: kind of s- knew that was coming, though. Yeah, I just I could feel that one like right. in my bones. It was like. Yeah, that's one that if we were, like, a high-caliber team, we'd go beat the socks off of them, and yeah. lo and behold, we got our socks taken off, if <laughs> you will.
1: We soiled, we, did, we didn't lay an egg, we, we straight-up soiled our trousers, man. We soiled Ooh. the tra- We we soiled them, and they're not worth washing. It's like, you soiled them so bad, they're sullied. And it's time yep. to just throw them away and get new trousers. That's about how bad that game was. Yeah,
2: that's one where you just, like, you throw that pair of pants away. The I trousers kind of think, away. You don't
1: even I, let it sit in a trash can and get even, like, musty. You just burn it. Yeah, you burn it. You just burn okay. it You throw a little gas on that bad boy. Throw a match from about five feet away and just watch those blue jeans go up and fall. Maybe you're not a blue jeans guy, you know. Maybe, you know, khakis. I, uh, sweats, yeah. whatever they were that you saw. I was whatever thinking they were like the
2: cotton, soiled. like flower sack pants, like in the eighty in the eighteen hundreds. There you go.
1: There like you when go. you
2: say trousers, that's what I. That's how I like. Maybe um, tweed pants. I don't there
1: know. There you, you know. There you go. <laughs> Heck yeah. Perhaps a know. kilt. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, but yeah. There's you burn those bad boys. You move on. You got five games left. And like I said, you know, okay, so we got Kansas City coming up. Even a loss there, we're six and six. I think you're going to see some teams drop the ball this week. You know, the Steelers haven't looked convincing. They, you know, barely eked out their win last week. They've got the Browns this week, a team that can definitely play role of a upstart. Um, uh, you got so here's another one. You got the Colts and Titans. Somebody's going to lose there.
2: Yep. Um,
1: so Oakland, even with a loss at six and six. They're not going to be more than maybe a half a game, maybe game and a half out of first place with games coming against a big game, Titans, right after. I believe that's right after the Chiefs, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. You know, that's going to have huge implications. We talked about if it it would be big, if we had to beat the Texans. I think the Titans might be the one big game as far as uh, left on this season, as far as wanting to sneak into that sixth spot, just because we've got that tiebreaker held over the Colts if we can have a tiebreaker held over the Titans and we can handle business that might be all that Oakland needs going down the stretch you know being able to slip in at maybe nine and seven or ten and six um the way these other teams are playing I, I'm not even super convinced that you couldn't not get in at nine and seven at this point I think ten and six does get you in especially if we can beat the Titans Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if nine and seven got that last spot the way that the Steelers and the Colts and the Titans are all playing ball right now. The Colts, Hilton's going to be out this week. Marlon Mack's going to be out this week. Um, the Titans, they're always suspect with Tannehill back there. I mean, that's, that's kind of any given Sunday. If you can shut down Henry and make Tannehill beat you, I like those odds. Um, uh, and then the Steelers, you know, with their quarterback issues that they're having, and they're just not as high-powered on offense as they have been in the past. And their defense is definitely improved as the season's gone on. But we've seen them struggle against, even you know, lesser opponents. Uh, we, I mean, we saw them about blow it against the Bengals, you know. Um, so I think that 9-7 and seven might still get you, with the right wins, still might get you that wild-card spot. But we've got plenty of season before we even get to that So let's talk about Oakland Raiders heading into Kansas City. Uh, Okay, so one of the things I saw on social media, somebody posted up, they said that they thought maybe Oakland... They thought that the Raiders maybe threw the game because they didn't want Kansas City to see what they were doing. (laughs) on offense and defense. So they didn't want Andy Reid to cap film on him. And I I couldn't even respond to that, Tyler. I thought, (laughs) like... (laughs) (laughs) We had a
2: good laugh at that, didn't we?
1: That's not... That's not, not what.
2: That's what. Not what. T- like playoff caliber no. teams do. Playoff caliber teams couldn't care less what the heck Andy Reid saw in the off season, like or in the in the off week in the, in the week bye
1: week. They're about to play him. I, last time I checked, to we borrow a term,
2: yeah, to borrow a term from social media, that ain't it. Like that, th- that ain't it? No, sir. And, and or just, ma'am, whomever.
1: I, I don't remember who it was. It was. It was a few days ago. I, I just like I was getting ready to respond to it, and I just thought, like, I. What do you say? You can't. You can't. You say don't anything. say
2: anything. That's you how you anything. respond I just, to that.
1: I, I I shook my head and I continued to scroll. So well done, anywho. Anywho, I mean. Tyler, let, let's look at let's look at what's stacked up against Oakland here. We're heading into Arrowhead. Has Carr won in Arrowhead? Nope. Hasn't won in Arrowhead. Nope. It's gonna be. In fact, uh, you know what? Just for this particular game, I have the weather app saved to my phone for Kansas City for Sunday. Windy and thirty-seven degrees. That bodes well. Yeah. Good wind. Good 37 degrees, low at
2: 24. He's 0-4 f- in those types of games.
1: Mm-mm-mm. Andy Reid is coming off a of bye week. I
2: think he's like 13-3 coming off of bye weeks. Delicious. Like something crazy like that.
1: It. Uh, I don't, Tyler, uh, unless like, I, I don't know how the odds don't get stacked up more against you. Than they do right now. Heading, we just got the doors blown off us at thirty-four to three. Yeah, it's not like we're coming off of four straight wins. We're confidence riding high. Let's go get them. Um, uh, I, I, the, the odds are just so stacked against the Oakland Raiders going into this game. Uh, just I let don't us see... have it, Micah. Let I'm, us have I'm, it. I'm going to let you have it right here, right now, Raider Nation. The the odds are so against the Oakland Raiders this Sunday. The picks across the board, Kansas City, Kansas City and the last side, they're favored by like 10 points, which yep. I'm actually the surprised is it's only 10. 10. Only 10? Like after that debacle in New York? Like it should be like, I don't know, like 17 would be like my guess, but that's just me. The odds are so against the Oakland Raiders on Sunday that I think they're going to win. Just because I feel like it's one of those games, hear me out, it's one of those games where it's like we have no business winning after what we saw last week, after we see Andy Reid's record of coming off of buys, after we see Derek Carr's record in Kansas City, Derek Carr's record in the cold, the Oakland Raiders record this year, I think the Raiders are going to come out and pull the upset off. And I'm going to give you a couple reasons why. 37 degrees, that's cold. If it's windy, if it's, I'm talking windy, I'm not talking like 5, 6 mile an hour. If it's like 15, 20 mile an hour gusts, that is going to do a lot in the pass game. The Chiefs love to pass the ball. The Chiefs are a pass-happy offense. If all of a sudden, that gets thrown a little off kilter. The other thing, Mahomes is a gunslinger. He loves zipping the rock around. If that ball's hard, that ball's slippery, a little bit difficult to get the mitts on. I'm just telling you right now, it's not going to be quite as easy. That ball doesn't fly quite as well in the wind and the cold as it does in warm or medium climate. So all of a sudden, the Chiefs' pass offense goes from high octane to maybe 89 regular unleaded.
2: And I now, believe their starting running back is out Yes, as well. Williams
1: is out. Now you yeah, still have the ageless Shady McCoy back there, but if there's one thing Oakland is fairly decent at, it's stopping the run. Oakland also gets Lamarcus Joyner back this week, a big help in run run defense and in pass per. I have to say both. Oakland, but minus one quarter in the last game, and we can talk about that. We've broken that down. On we thought you know Tyler, I know you thought the Chiefs kind of went soft after you know after the second quarter and didn't play us as hard. But the fact still remains: take the second quarter away in that game, and it's a to- and it's a different ball game. Now I know there are a lot of ifs ands and buts about that. I I understand that, but Oakland for the second half, if I remember correctly, kept the Chiefs scoreless, which is pretty impressive. O- Oakland, the Oakland Raiders. If there's one thing we are good at, it's pounding the ball. It's running the rock. We have one of the best. Still, after even after the, that that poor showing against the Jets defense that I will say is number 1 in the league in and run defense even against that we still have a top 5 running back in the league it's not like Jacobs went Jacobs was 4th he dropped from 4th to 5th it wasn't like he dropped to 12th or 13th he still there was actually I mean he he was able to just you know keep the legs turning there were a lot of plays that I thought he'd lose yards and he ended up picking up two or three um the Kansas City Chiefs Rank 30th in the NFL in pass and run defense. 30th in the NFL in run defense. If this becomes a game where Oakland can control the ball on the ground, keep Mahomes off the field, and when Mahomes is on the field, it's windy, it's gnarly, he can't, he can't throw those deep bombs because if he's, throw, if he's chucking the ball up 30-40 yards downfield, the wind's getting into it. It's blowing it around. There are chances for safeties and DBs who maybe are a step behind or not quite there to make plays. I think Oakland has a shot and because the odds are so stacked against them, I think the Raiders are going to end up getting the win, shocking the NFL world on Sunday and then all of a sudden, the buzz will be right back. It'll be seven and four uh, versus. It'll be both teams will be seven and five, and Oakland's going to be right back in it. Now, what we do from there on out, I don't know because every week uh, we should blow the doors off the Bengals and we win by seven. We should beat the Jets and we lose by thirty-one. I, I don't know, but I just think this Sunday we have no shot, and that is why the Raiders are going to get it done. That that's my argument. That's all I'll say about it. Tyler, I know you have a different theory. I think pretty much everybody else has a different theory, so I'll let you take it away from here.
2: I don't I, I don't pretend to be anything that I'm not. And so I'm looking at this game, and in my mind I'm thinking, Andy Reed has a whole week to prepare for us. Andy Reed is great in the regular season, sucks in the postseason. This is a regular season game. If it was a postseason game, I'm like, yeah, Micah, this is this is getting me <laughs> all excited, and I'm I'm riding that train that and and I'm I don't I don't know all those proverbial things. I I agree with you, and I agree with the fact that if the you know Mahomes is has looked limited since returning from that dislocated knee. My problem is, is what I have seen the, throughout the whole year, and that's when it's like third and long, when we should stop them. And they go for, it's it's third and 40, and they get 41 yards. Right. And you're like, how in these Sam Hill did you get 31 yards like on a screen pass? Or how do you take the top off of a defense when it's, you know when they're playing like quarters defense and maybe they're playing cover 4 at the first down marker and you're like they still get 40 and a half yards it's right. it's baffling to me the defense is, has got to show up way better and i don't know if that scheme or coaching or what i don't see the raiders winning this game i just don't i but maybe you're right where everything is stacked against you. I would love for the Raiders to come out, control the game. I think really that's the the key to this game. And I think everybody knows that the chiefs run defense is very suspect. Um, And I just, if our offensive line can get back to where they were three weeks ago,
1: Right where right. they
2: weren't allowing sacks, where they weren't allowing pressure, where they were opening uh, running lanes for the running backs, we have a chance to win this game. And maybe everything that is should go right for the for the Chiefs goes wrong for the Chiefs. Perhaps right. their pass happy offense gets derailed by wind and the elements. Perhaps um, shady McCoy. It, Goes back to Buffalo. Shady McCoy, perhaps. uh, Mahomes is a quarterback sneak away from redislocating his kneecap, or or a slip, you know, uh, uh, on a wet surface. He or his his cleat gets stuck in the muck and he goes down. Though I mean, you just you never know, and that's why they play the game. Right, is because you never know. I just don't get warm, fuzzy feelings with Carr being 0-4 at, you know, with a QBR of 9 in the past games. Now, he's never had Josh Jacobs in Kansas City. Yep. But we had Crabtree. We had Cooper. We had uh, Latavius Murray in, in Kansas City. Do you remember a couple years ago when he threw a pass or we – wasn't a pass hit the spider cam?
1: Yeah, that like, was. Uh, um, yeah, that was. Wasn't that the? Te- wasn't that a game in New Mexico? I believe or in Mexico?
2: No, that was. That one was in Kansas City.
1: Oh, was it? it? Was, oh, okay. Yeah,
2: but it hit. I think Cooper dropped it, but it had hit the spider cam.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Anyway, I just like there's all these ghosts. It all these all these bad juju vibe feelings for car in Kansas City I don't know what it is if it's cold he claims he loves the cold so what he I mean this the stats just don't show that he likes the cold a QBR right. of nine Micah right a, an of nine Of 18 in games that are 45 degrees or colder. When you play in the AFC West, you are playing in Denver and you are playing in Kansas City. Those are two places that are colder than crap in the winter. I know because I've lived in that same type of climate. It is cold. It is bitter. It hurts when you get hit. It is not fun. It's not fun. But you have to dig down deep and you have to find a way to win. I think if the Raiders get 150 yards from Jacobs on the ground, that's on the ground, Yep, they win the game.
1: Wow. I was but That was going to be my next question. What do you think, because I know you don't see them winning, what would it take, do you think, for the Oakland Raiders to beat Kansas City on Sunday?
2: I think Carr's got to throw for at least 250. Okay. Which is a tall task, considering that he's thrown, never thrown, well— I don't know about never, but he averages like 152. He's got to be way better than that. and he In has, Kansas City? Yeah. And he's okay. got, well, in those cold games.
1: Oh, okay, right? in cold so games. So in right. cold
2: games, we're we're predicting that it's going to be 37 degrees. He's 0-4 in games that are 40 degrees or less at start time, and he averages 152 yards per game. And I think he was 7-4. I can't remember what it was as far as touchdowns, but he cannot throw interceptions. He cannot. You cannot throw interceptions. You have to play, for him, a flawless game. I don't care if he doesn't have any touchdowns passing. He's got to control the line of scrimmage. He's got to read the defense. He's got to take what they're giving him. If they're underneath routes, he's got to hit those, and he's got to hit them from... The time the game starts to the time that the game ends. Because he comes out and he always overthrows everybody for at least a quarter. It seems like in big games, he comes out super antsy, lots of adrenaline rushing. But we need Angry Car, and we need Angry Car to be accurate from the time the whistle blows to start the game to the time the whistle blows to end the game. Yeah. That's what it's gonna take. And it's gonna take the line not giving up sacks. Like they may give up some pressure, but Carr has shown in the past before the the debacle in New Jersey, he he had shown a better awareness in the pocket, to me yeah. at least. He'd extend some plays he'd get, you know, get out of pressure with his legs or just move up in the pocket or move out of the pocket and make some plays. It's going to take something special from Carr on Sunday, and it's it's going to take something special from the defense too to not get torched like we did last time by no-name wide receivers. Now they have Tyreek. Is, isn't Tyreek Hill back this week?
1: Yeah, Hill should be back. Watkins is going to be there. Robinson, I mean, it's Kelsey, it's... They're going to be full force. It's going to be full force.
2: Now the the question becomes can you use those in the type of weather that it's going to be? Can you right. chuck 60-yard bombs to Hill if the weather doesn't allow such passes? But you've still got to be aware of him even in screen the screen pat, you know, the screen game cuz he right. can all he all it takes is, you know, one missed tackle and he's and he's gone off to the races. So mm-hmm. tackling has got to be better on defense for me as well. And I mean, there's just so many things. I think the Raiders lose. That okay. I, I'll go there. I think give, they give lose. us a
1: score. What, what what do you see for a score? How badly do you think they lose in Kansas City?
2: Um, I'm gonna go 24-10. 24-10.
1: That's that's solid. That's solid. I'm going to go and I'm going to go little car heroics. I'm going to go car gets a final drive going. And they're going to Oakland's going to kick the game winning field goal. It's going to be like uh, it'll be like 31 to 30. And the Oakland Raiders will get the a final field goal in the wind. It'll be like a 38-yard field goal or something like that, a 40-yard field goal. Get the W. That's the other those are the two other things. The game 2 weeks ago, it was switched to a later start time. Favors Oakland. Oakland likes that later start time, and I think with all the negativity surrounding how Carr doesn't play well in the cold, I do think we we will get an angry Carr this week. We'll get a Carr that's. I ready sure to come hope out so. And and prove prove the naysayers wrong. I do have to say though, what is receivers catch the dang ball? Would, yes. Would Williams stop dropping? Wide open passes. He, that I think it was the second drive, wide open in the middle of the field. He catches the ball and he's got room to run. And just, just, it was like a third and six, just flat drops it. Perfect pass from Carr. And it was just like, and I hate to say it, but Renfro had a, a similar thing, a second or third drive. It was just like, what? Come on, guys. Like, Carr is putting it right on the money. It's not Carr. You know overthrowing him like we've talked about or throwing it at the feet. it was just like you you're you're gonna make a play. you're gonna make like a 30 in Williams case it was gonna be like thirty to forty yard play probably. Well okay it was it was gonna be a big play because he was one of those like medium crossing routes and he had beat his corner by about four or five yards. and if he catches it basically the safety's gonna have to catch up to him because he's gonna turn up field and he's gonna make money and he's catching it with a full steam running. Um, and it was just like, like, why is Williams turning into like Crabtree? You know, where he has like one or two drops a game, but it seems like they come in moments where it's like, it just kills a drive. You know, we're, we're at the 40. That's a great
2: analogy. Great player comparison. and
1: it's like, we're at the 40. It's like, we're almost in field goal range to at least get some points out of this. Third and five, has a man open, and Williams drops it. It's like, come on. Like, what is... What is this? Like, you know, you're supposed to be our wide receiver number one. And it just, for me, it gives more, uh, you know, more legs to the argument that Oakland needs a true wide receiver number one. And Tyrell Williams is a fantastic wide receiver, too. But he can't have that kind of pressure on him, and I, I, you know, at first I kind of was like, I don't know, you know, here he's coming in, he's talking about, you know, oh he can be this guy, and the Raiders are confident he can be this guy. But when I'm seeing plays like this, and it's starting to become more consistent throughout the season, I'm like, ah, yeah, maybe he isn't. Maybe he is a just a really good wide receiver too. You know, and and that's how Oakland needs to approach it going into the offseason. Which is unfortunate because the guy has made so many baller plays for Oakland. Uh, But boy, recently, what was the other, I guess, it was against the Texans, I believe. He had a couple of really bad drop passes in that game that would have flipped that game on its head. Um, Oakland, you know, he takes points off the board for the Raiders in that game. And now all of a sudden, you know, you have a chance at winning that game. And it's a totally different story on the season right now. But, you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda. Um, but I gotta say, Carr recently has been putting the ball on the money, and, um, even the one interception against the Jets, it bounced off the guy. It bounced off his hands and his chest, and it got flipped up into the air, and the Jets guy caught it, and it was like, I, I don't remember who it was. I want to say it was Foster Moreau. I don't, I want to say it was one of the, it was Moreau or Carrier, if I'm not mistaken. But it was just like, oh, come on, like, again, good throw by Carr, and, A drop, and in this time, this incident leads to. I think it was a was it a pick six? He intercepted it with one hand. Yep, it was. And so it's things like that that I'm like, you know, you look on the stat sheet and you're like, boy, Carr sure isn't doing well. It's like, well, no, like this last game, he just had, you know, he's getting his receivers are dropping the ball, and I don't know what it's been. You touched on this Tyler with our offensive line the last couple weeks, but they just need a swift kick in the butt, man. We dominated dominated the first what eight weeks of the season the last yeah. two weeks they look like they're just getting pushed around jacobs is getting met at the line lo- you know he's got to make a guy miss before he even gets back to the line of scrimmage it's what the heck's going on we've got like an average of like 340 pounds of beef per man here they should just be training people we should be trucking, steamrolling. Whatever, call it whatever you like. But the last two weeks, they've just been getting pushed around. Carr's been scrambling, and Carr, we've noticed this. The last two weeks, Carr's even been looking good while he's scrambling. He's finding players. He's flipping over guys against the Bengals to get touchdowns. Uh, you know, things like that. Where's like he's making plays, and we've talked about it. We we have been critical of Carr on here, but we've also praised him for what he's done. And in this instance, I feel like uh, definitely it's not Carr's fault. The last couple of weeks. It's been a shoddy offensive line. I don't even blame the defense anymore, because we kind of all know the defense, like, you're gonna have to score about 28 to 34 points a game in order to get, you know, make it happen. Um uh but the the, the offensive line, you, you know, you touched on it, gonna have to step up. The Chiefs 30th ranked in run defense. I'll say it again, 30th ranked in run defense. There is no reason Jacobs and the offensive line the game plan is just to go in there, especially if you've got 15, 20 mile an hour winds whipping around, maybe even more, that they don't go in there and ground and pound. And Jacobs doesn't run for at least, you know, even if we lose, Jacobs doesn't at least run for 125 yards, you know, and, and and the other backs maybe have another 40 yards combined between the, you know, between Washington and Richard. So that's my take on that. Um, Bold predictions, Tyler, you have anything bold for us? This week for the Kansas City Chiefs game.
2: Hmm. Bold predictions. Offensively, um. Man, you know what I'd really like to see? I'd really like to see uh, Zay Jones get utilized, or yep, yep, like because we've traded, we've traded now for two. Two uh, wide receivers like Davis is returning kickoffs and that's it. Like the first week we had him, he's running end arounds for eighty yards. Like what happened to that? Right. And then we get Zay Jones and he's like he hasn't been that. I mean he he's got some catches but he hasn't been super productive. Right. So in the absence of Hunter Renfro, I'm going to say. That Zay Jones has a hundred yards receiving and a touchdown.
0: There you go. I
1: like it. I like and it. And
2: then on the defensive side, I don't like Kansas City's def or offensive line. And yeah. I think we get a total of four sacks.
1: Ooh, like it.
2: On Mahomes.
1: Like it. I am gonna go and with oh oh a oh, bonus
2: oh, a bonus interception
1: oh I like it I like it I am digging that I gotta say speaking of interceptions uh Mullen uh, I think he's coming along pretty fantastic I think in a year or two um you know we said the same thing about Conley I guess so I should watch myself but uh, um you by the way did you see uh uh Conley get beat by Seth Roberts in that last game I just thought that was just you easy. hate to
2: see it don't you. <laughs>
1: Also, a little nugget of an X-Raiders, Mad Max Crosby has seven and a half sacks. Mac has six and a half, just for those of you keeping score at home. And Mad Max doesn't cost, what is it, $22 million a year? Yeah. 22 and a half million a year. So, just saying, just saying. You take that information and use it as how you will. Anywho, I digress. Getting back, my bold predictions, the Oakland's offense outshines and outplays Kansas City's offense. I think at the end of the game, because obviously going into a matchup like that, everybody's going to be talking about Mahomes, Robinson, Tyreek Hill, uh, blah, blah, blah. I think at the end of the day, everybody's going to be like, wow. Um, The offense for the Raiders, though, was the one that got it done. And they'll get the win, get more points, because that's what it takes to win games, Tyler. If you can outscore your opponent, you'll win most of the time. In the NFL, at least. I don't know if that's true about other sports. Most of the time,
2: uh, you'll win every time.
1: Right, right. So uh, the offense for the Oakland Raiders will outplay Kansas City in all phases. In the passing game, in the running game, in the blocking game, in the quarterback game, Oakland's offense is going to get it done. Max Crosby, because Mahomes still coming off that injury. I don't think you see him running and running around as much. I think he's a l- still a little cautious on that. Maybe that's part wishful thinking on my end uh, so he doesn't torch us. Crosby's at seven and a half sacks. By the end of Sunday, he'll be at ten sacks on the season. There is my bold prediction for the defense. That guy, that guy just shows up early and often, doesn't he? I mean, it doesn't. He's take got a him motor like, that doesn't stop. He, he. It's not like it takes him a you know a quarter or a half to get going. It's like out of the gate. It's just bam like he's been waiting for this since he was born you know he came out sacking people you know he, he he came out at the hospital and probably tackled the doctor or a nurse you know probably swatted and you know swatted a clamp down or something like that it was like whoa okay you know um but anyway I'm I, I'm I 10 sacks for max Crosby at the end of Sunday's game Oakland gets the win I don't know maybe you know what maybe Tyler we have a bet for those of you at Raider Nation I told Tyler After the Raiders win on Sunday, you owe me a beanie. In fact, do you and Birch both go in on that? Are you going to have him chip in on that deal? Because it was directed at both of you guys. Um,
2: Um, I don't know. I guess I'm going to, in all honesty, he probably should be the one buying it. Because, he. yeah, anyway.
1: Yeah, he's uh, um, that guy. Birch, yeah. Yeah, Birch should be the one buying it. Uh, because he's just always flaunting his riches. Usually, is yes. what's happening. His so, golden
2: thrones and
1: his thrones, his castle. Um, yes, it, it's it's a big thing, Raider Nation. For those of you who uh, we and are he apologize
2: He he apologizes yes. for not being here this evening. He's tied up with family matters, not the show, but like real family matters. So
1: yes, yes. So, um, but yeah. In all honesty, Birch should be forking out the money for my brand new beanie. Um, uh, hopefully he doesn't make it to this point in the show. Usually he trails off around about 20 <laughs> minutes and then uh, he's like, great, you know, he'll hit us with a couple of talking points like, oh, I really liked this about the show. And I'm like, okay, great. you know, yeah, you know they're you all made it within to like, the first 30 seconds. Yeah, it's like, okay, great. you know, you made it to about 12 minutes into the podcast. Thanks, Birch. <laughs> anyway, no, I give him a hard time. but I have a beanie riding on this baby. They owe me a beanie, and I'm going to really look forward to shopping for that Sunday afternoon after we pull a dub out of Kansas City. Tyler, man, you got anything else for Raider? You know, I have something else for you. I want you to give me... I was really excited about this because I wanted to ask you, and this isn't the question of the week. I want oh. you, in the spirit of Thanksgiving... Oh, my. Give me three Raider players that you are most thankful for this season. This season? This season, not past seasons. You, and it can be... It could be anybody. Anybody in the Raiders organization right now in 2019, give me your 3 that you're most thankful for.
2: Hmm. I've got to think about both sides of the uh, of the ball. 3 Raiders that I'm grateful for. I think one of them has to be Max Crosby, doesn't it? Yep. Yep. I Love think it. one of them one of them has to be him. Um You know there's a a guy that doesn't get a whole lot of credit maybe and and this is just people that i'm grateful for right it, it doesn't have to be right. like people that have, have to made be your the top
1: 3 players or okay. anything like it's just the people you're most grateful for
2: um i guess i'm going to i i also have to go with josh jacobs i like it um I like it. and and then I guess I'm I'm gonna have to go. It, it's a toss-up. I'll give you three and then an honorable mention. How's that?
1: <laughs> okay, fine. So no, honor, overachieve oh, over
2: here. Honorable mention is gonna be Hunter Renfro. Okay. And I think the third player that I'm grateful for is actually Eric Harris. Um,
1: ah yes. Who I like has,
2: that one. Has come in. He's got. I couple pick sixes to seal games he's also got you know some other timely um turnovers that have caused so i'm gonna go i guess i've got three rookies i uh you got uh mad max renfro because i've wanted him for two years on the team and then uh i you know josh jacobs has proved me very wrong and then uh, or, yeah, Renfro was, was, the, uh, was the honorable mention. So I'm sorry, let me start over. So I've got Jacobs and Mad Max and Eric Harris as my three that I'm most grateful for. And then I've got honorable mention of Hunter Renfro.
1: I like it. I like it. My three, I went with Jacobs and Mad Max Crosby as well. And I'm going to go also – I'm going to go outside of the playing field, Mike Mayock, because I think that's a Oh, that's – I didn't
2: know that that was
1: – Yeah, I know anybody in the organization. Anybody, oh. So you could throw him in there as another honorable mention. If you sure. Uh,
2: He's um, the, the manager – or yes. the assistant to the regional manager.
1: <laughs> yes. So I, w- I would go people in the organization most thankful for Mayock, Crosby, and Jacobs, because I think without those three players – Oakland's looking at another four, maybe five win season. Instead, I think we're looking at seven, eight, nine, maybe even 10. My guess is eight or nine wins just because I, I, I'm afraid to say it, but I think unless we, you know, we beat the chiefs. I think maybe sky's the limit, but I'm afraid that, um, kind of like what happened with the jets. We're going to lay one more egg down the road. You know, we'll, we'll, go to Denver or we'll play Jacksonville. And it'll be like, why did we lose by 10 to Jacksonville? Who's got nothing to play for at this point in the season, you know, something like that, you know, it'll be like, we just beat the chiefs and the Titans, you know, we're, we're eight and five and we beat Jacksonville and we're like right in the driver's seat for, you know, we're going to be a game and a half ahead. And instead we drop the ball. You know, I feel like this team doesn't have that much experience quite yet, but we're getting there. Um, so Mayock, Crosby, Jacobs, my three honorable mention uh, I would have to throw in there is Derek Carr. I, th- I kind of think that's a kind of a given for me. But for the most part this season, he's has taken care of the ball really well. Um, and there have been moments like when he flipped for that touch. Not didn't flip, but he dove for that touchdown against uh, the Bengals where like it was just like, I felt like T.O., man. That's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. And, and, and I just was like, yeah, that looks like the car of 2016. Getting pumped, getting psyched for it. And that, that kind of energy is, uh, um, uh, you know, that, that that gets a whole team going. So hopefully they're going to need that as well on Sunday against the Chiefs. I think they'll get it. But anywho, all right, question of the week. Now, we had this last year, Tyler, in the spirit of Thanksgiving. I want to go back to it, though. I want to see if anything's changed. Plus, we've obviously added quite a few more listeners since our first Thanksgiving on the podcast last year. We are at now the second Thanksgiving of the Behind the Eyepatch podcast. Give me your over and your underrated Thanksgiving dishes. And it can be desserts. Oh, yeah. It can be everything. Anything that's going to be served on Thanksgiving. Nothing's off. It could be a drink. A drank. It a could drink, be whatever. Purple uh, Whatever drink. tradition that you guys have. Give me your over and underrated. Give it some thought. Take your time. You got 10 seconds. No, I'm teasing.
2: <laughs> my my overrated is that crappy bean green. It hasn't changed. It's the green bean casserole. There
1: you go. That's fair. It's
2: That's disgusting. Fair. And it, it shouldn't even be there. You know what my wife did this year? You Have you ever been to Texas Roadhouse?
1: Yes. Yes. Have you
2: ever had their green beans at Texas Roadhouse? Uh,
1: I know it's, been it's a while. odd.
2: but so they have bacon and like sautéed onions in them. Oh,
1: and tons of butter. Cooking.
2: That's what she did in this year instead of a green bean casserole. She made Texas Roadhouse green beans, and those Ooh. are good. Um, and not very many people do that. Um, Let's see an underrated dish. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. See, like I-, I love your turkey, your right. ham, right. your mashed potatoes. Uh, mm-hmm. a- another overrated food for me is gravy, uh, unless ah. it's con- unless it's country white gravy. Okay. Uh, or like sausage gravy or something. Uh-huh. I'm not. I'm not a big fan. So That's fair. That's I don't fair. like. I don't like. Uh, beef gravy, I don't like turkey gravy, I don't like, like, drippings from the ham, that gravy, not, not a fan. Um, underrated. Man, I'm having a hard time thinking of an underrated food, because I feel like it's just, it's all good. Um.
1: It's tough, isn't it?
2: It is. A good homemade roll is is an oh. underrated one because you can rolls are like oh let's just go to Albertsons or Kroger I don't know wherever you listen to let's go to our local grocery store we'll get some of those nasty hard rolls right and and that you know that sops up the gravy that sops up the turkey that makes the turkey sandwiches that makes but a, a nice homemade roll like it like is it. is very underrated it's it provides a perfect medium for this sopping of leftovers it provides a hap, a perfect medium for leftover turkey sandwiches with mayo and mustard oh, yeah. oh, i yeah. mean a good homemade roll is very undervalued in my in my experience anyways and the thing is is like so my sister-in-law yesterday freaking fantabulous homemade rolls and like I've been very I've been pretty uh spoiled I guess when it comes to rolls and uh some years you like you just get these nasty ones and you're like man I really wish that so-and-so was here to make their homemade rolls because it really ties everything together so that's what that's what I'm gonna go with A, a good homemade hearty roll Uh, is is underrated. Don't just go with the cheap crap.
1: I like it. You know, that's terrible because I had rolls written down as well. So I have to pick something different because I agree with you there. there. There's something about the rolls are like the glue. They tie everything together. And it's like if you sit down on Thanksgiving and you look at your plate, and there isn't a roll there, and quite often, unfortunately, it's not the first thing you reach for, which is a crying shame. You're excited to get to the turkey, the mashed yep. potatoes and gravy, you know, yep. et cetera, the pumpkin pie, et cetera. Oh, that's my but favorite, like, yeah. But but like the the poor roll, because he's not sexy, you know. He's he's a golden brown usually, you yep. know, and he's just sitting on the side, usually a little warm, uh, a little toasty, yep. and he just kind of buttery. Yeah, he, but oftentimes doesn't have butter yet on him because I I don't know if you like, but I I usually like tear my roll open and put a big slab of butter in the middle, close it up so it all melts into the. You, you got to put some salted
2: butter on top of yes. them as they come out of the oven. Oh, there
1: you go, like that, like that. But he isn't. Um, he doesn't steal the show. You know, he doesn't. don't sit down and look at your plate and like, wow, look at that fantastic roll.
2: Yes. You're like, no, it's look, always at like, oh, exactly. look at the turkey. Exactly. the
1: gravy. Look at the everything else. But boy, the, the roll, I love that. Really That's, underrated.
2: That stuffing was fantastic. Right. You're absolutely right, Micah. Very well done. Yeah. Well broken yeah. down.
1: So anyway, we just, I feel like the roll needs a moment uh, in the sun. So he gets one here now. So tip of the cap to the homemade roll or however you like your rolls. Um, maybe you can get a roll, you know, from the store and there's a, there's a brand that you like and it's like, no, if this is, you know, Hawaiian brand roll. yes I don't know. Yeah. Um, or that, perhaps
2: I, you go with a more fancy croissant. M-
1: perhaps. I, we, I have had croissants, uh, at, at Thanksgiving as well. And so there is no discrimination. It's just, it is, you know, it's the bread, it's the roll. And, uh. Tip of the cap to you, good sir, because uh, you keep Thanksgiving together. And here at Behind the Patch, I feel like that's part of what we do. We don't only service Raider Nation in the sports industry, but we also shed light on things that are important, like the role that needs to get a little bit of love and recognition at Thanksgiving. So, um, shout out to you, Role. Okay. What's your
2: overrated?
1: Overrated candied Yams. I'm sorry. Never been a fan. I like... The thing I don't like about it is because the little kid in me gets all excited. You have like toasted marshmallows for a topping and you're like, oh, marshmallows? Automatically in your mind you're like, okay, this is going to be a good dish. And it's ruined with yams underneath it. And a personal preference, I guess, because I don't like yams. But um, uh, it's just everybody clamors for the candied yams and I'm just like, if I never had a can- if candy yams never showed up at a Thanksgiving, I wouldn't miss them. We'll put it that way. And um, maybe that's more of a personal preference, but in my book, way overrated. I you know what? Green bean casserole. I'll eat it. Like maybe not my favorite, but I'll still enjoy a, a helping of green You'll bean. casserole. You'll never
2: find it on my plate. If it never there showed up again, I would be. I would not be remiss. I there you would go. be like. I wouldn't even ask. Where's the green bean casserole with the funky onions on top? Right. No, I wouldn't right. even care. As a matter of fact, it didn't show up this year. And guess who wasn't sad? This guy right here.
1: I like it. Wow. So and, and here's here's one other. Uh, so here's so since you took the role, here's my underrated. And I gave this much thought in the last minute. In fact, that's I've basically just been <laughs> stalling for time. Um, I'm gonna go with the glaze on the ham. Because I've oh. been with without glaze on ham. Yes. Albeit I'll, I'll ham is good. I am a ham fan. Ham regular, nice and warm in its juices. I can live with that. You can dip it around in the gravy. You know, you can load stuff onto your ham. If you don't like ham, just regular, that's fine. But gla- if the glaze on the ham, like ham itself, is like a six, maybe six and a half putting the glaze on it elevates it to, like, a 9.5 or a 10, depending on how you've cooked your ham. And it because has to be not dry.
2: enough. It has yes. to be enough glaze, too. Is there towards... anything
1: worse than getting, like, two slices of ham and you get, like, a little bit of glaze? And so, like, you're, like, trying to tr- strategically spread your glaze over the entirety of your slice of meat. And it's like, oh, come on, you know, just... You know, or, cover how, the you whole cut, thing, will or how you cut, or how you
2: cut the piece of meat. It's like you don't get the extra glaze because there was none left over, and so you're like, right. "How do I get a bite with glaze in every bite?" Like exactly, how do I Fortu- cut it into like pie sections or something?
1: Right. Yes, and fortunately, glaze is like gold. is it's dense, so you can usually get it to spread quite quite a bit. Even if you get just like a tea, you know, a tablespoon of it, it's like. Usually you could make it fit if you're in dire situations, but for usually a good ham has plenty of glaze on it where it's like sitting in the bottom of you know. Usually we we cook ours in a dish, so like you're literally like scooping out glaze out of the bottom, or like what we did this year, you, the glaze was in a separate saucepan. So here's a ladle in the glaze, so you go ahead and that's enough. When you can fit a ladle in your saucepan of glaze, you have enough glaze. So you just. Dip right in there, spread it generously over the ham, and then that glaze, you know, it maybe works its way into the green bean casserole. Now, all of a sudden, your green bean casserole goes from, eh, to like, oh, hey, you delicious little green bean filled with glaze. Come here, you. You know, get in my belly. Um, Maybe I should try it over yams. I don't know. Maybe there then I would be like, okay, I'm more accepting of, of yam now. Um, but it just makes the whole plate happy. Glaze does, and you know it might even it might even sneak over there and and rub up against the turkey a little bit, and all of a sudden you're and like, and that's not oh, bad. That's not no, a bad thing. Not at all. Now all of a sudden you know you got a little turkey with glaze, and now all of a sudden your world world is just a little happier. So maybe
2: it get maybe it uh, seeps onto the roll, which then
1: oh, oh then all of a sudden oh, you got butter the, and butter glaze and, and a roll. glaze
2: and roll. Oh your your what a, arteries are what a just time to be alive! Jumping
1: for joy, yes, yes. So shout out to you, Glaze on the Ham. Well done, You do a Micah. lot more. You do a lot more for Thanksgiving than maybe a lot of people recognize. And so, again, a tip of the cap, the recognition it deserves here. Um, well done. I, 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 that covers it, man. I, I'm excited to get. You know to what's some another
2: the, underrated thing? Just real quick, I just thought of with this. It.
1: Hit Raider Nation with it.
2: The crisp skin of the turkey, not the soggy oh. skin, but the crisp skin that kind of is like almost bacon-like in its... I like it. In its crispiness. Yep, yep. Not not a ton of it because it'll make you sick. I, it makes me sick. Uh, now, but, you know, some uh, nice crisp skin... On the turkey. That's that's a, a great thing to have too.
1: Do you leave the legs and the wings so somebody can just like eat a whole leg or eat a whole wing? Or do you carve everything up?
2: No, I carve everything up because okay. I'm a dark I'm a dark meat person. That's that is uh that's how I roll. The white like meat it. is not for me. Except for this year, because I injected it with Creole butter. So
1: I like it. I like it. Um, you know, now uh, that's one thing I do enjoy is a little bit of Robin Hood style, um, getting it in with uh, tearing a turkey leg off, like an entire turkey leg off, and just like I said, going full Robin Hood on it and just eating that meat right off the bone. I enjoy like a medieval that. sorcerer. Right, right. I like I said, I I really channel my inner like Robin Hood, like the you know that Walt Disney Robin Hood. Uh, uh, I can't even think of uh, the guy who uh, who played uh, Basil Rathbone is uh, the bad uh, bad sheriff in it. Yes, um, we're really going back here. But uh, anyhow, yeah, uh, there's a scene in that movie where they're all sitting there, um, and they're like I said, they're eating meat off the bone. I think they're eating a uh, a deer. And boy, ever since then, man, anytime I can get my hands on like a big turkey leg or turkey wing or anything, man, it's just my little inner child robin hood comes out and then i'm just ripping meat off the moon bone i feel really uh i feel like a mountain man i think is what uh, the best way to describe it with all the fishing and hunting yeah. i like to do so anyhow oh uh, well well played there i like i like that but i know what you're talking about though because that crispy skin is over like the that leg meat the wing meat and you have to you know sink your teeth through that to get to yeah. the. Yeah, i like the little the crunch inside. to it yeah 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 the little crunch that's i know what you're talking about there so Dude, we've done Thanksgiving justice. We move my on to my favorite this week.
2: holiday, probably of the year. I love like it. Like that I, and Christmas I, are neck and neck.
1: I, I don't know about your house, but uh, the Thanksgiving stuff is down and Christmas is going up because this is the shortest time between Thanksgiving and Christmas that it can be. It's almost not even four weeks. It's three. It's weeks a scientific and six fact. Days. Exactly. Can't get any closer than this. So we are on to Christmas time. I am going to be as large as a house. At the end of December, and uh, I don't, you know, it'll be like the diabetic podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I do pray for me because it I could will. get bad. It could get really bad fast, especially now that I have a desk job. Um, it's uh, you know, it's not like it used to be, and it, things could uh, things could really get out of hand fast, as they say. So, anywho, on to Kansas City. Hopefully, Tyler, this time next week we'll be sitting down. Is ecstatic. Raider Nation will be joyous. And I'll be
2: buying Micah a beanie, and I'll be eating crow, and I will be happy with that.
1: I'd, I'd love it. I'd love it. So, Tyler, you have anything else for Raider Nation before we sign off?
2: Nope. i I don't think so. Get those it. Christmas presents bought. Get Absolutely. out. Absolutely. No, I'll give you like like the Willie Brown, like get out and buy your mother something for there
1: you go. Mother's there Day. You go. I
2: will give the, uh, the get out and buy your wife or significant other something nice for Christmas. Don't forget about it this year. There you it's, go. It's not a good thing. So get Don't out wait. there. Get your shopping done early. Don't be a procrastinator. Get her done.
1: Love it. Love it. Raider Nation, thank you so much for joining us. On this Thanksgiving Day podcast, hope you guys all, and gals, guys and gals, kids and old folks, all had a fantastic Thanksgiving. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you in the next episode.
2: Just win, baby.